hello. Welcome to episode 81 of Sack King's Therapy. We're going to be going over the back-to-back games of the Timberwolves. Uh, and the first one just ended, and it did not uh, end well, unfortunately. And also, unfortunately, uh, I missed the first half. So I'm going to let my co-host take over, and he's going to tell you what exactly happened in that first half. Well, first and foremost, uh, we got fans in the arena. Uh, I believe it's all first responders for now. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see that we had fans out there supporting our Kings. Sadly, on a pretty bad loss. But moving on to the first quarter, uh, we start with uh, eh, we start Whiteside again. Um, you know, Whiteside is doing, you know, his Whiteside things. I mean, he's like like we've been talking about Whiteside. He's still uh decent he gets some rebounds he, he actually got a good uh what you might call it offensive rebound with a what you might call it, put back which is i guess nice to see but you know still doing you know white side antics sadly uh in other news um minnesota man oh man anthony or edwards and freaking russell kept on scoring threes and it's pretty ridiculous because our perimeter defense uh in the first quarter was pretty terrible and when it was getting better russell just kept on shooting over us like it was nothing i mean you know with two very like very defensively oriented teams and the timberwolves and the kings and by defensive oriented i mean they don't really care for defense you know they're (laughs) they're Let's, it's basically, you know, the layup line for the most part, and it it kind of it was like that in the second half too. But yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of what I expected. Like, you know, Anthony Edwards, like a streaky shooter, of you know, a bucket getter. D'Angelo Russell, also a streaky shooter, and you know, a re- well-renowned bucket getter. These are the perfect kinds of guys to just light up the Kings because. Kings don't put any pressure on the ball, and they don't put much pressure on you, like, um, you know, when you're off ball either. So you can get real comfortable, get to your spots, and just nail shots. And it seems like Edwards and uh, D'Angelo did quite a bit of that in the first half. Oh, yeah. Now, moving on, Buddy Heald. Now, Buddy Heald made uh, three free points, which, which were back-to-back-to-back. However... At the end of the game, while looking at the bot score, those are the only three threes that you saw the whole game. And he didn't score anything else besides two free throws, which, yeah, it wasn't Buddy's game again. Uh, I'll get into it. He was fucking terrible the second half. He was, I was so fucking done with him. And, like, you know, I would not have minded if he got benched for the entire fourth quarter, but, you know, with the politics of how things work, that wasn't going to happen. So, you know, shrug, I'm just shrugging right now. Now, I'm going to say, looking at this bot score again with Buddy Heald, he was free for 11 from field goal, and he was also free for 11 from free point. So, Pretty much he didn't score any layups, no mid-ranges, which I wish I saw more of, really, because he was actually pretty good in the mid-range game. Uh, But yeah, he sadly, he didn't show it this game. So yeah, Uh, moving on, uh, I I feel like there should be more of a Howie and Metu connection, because I 
I liked uh, the alley oops and like the passes uh, to Metsu when he rolls to the rim. Uh, I, I think you missed his uh, alley oop from uh, Howie to Metsu, correct? Um, in the second quarter, I don't first, remember. First quarter. First quarter. That I don't. That I don't remember. I haven't seen the highlights. So, but yeah, they do have a good connection, and you know, probably should see more. Like here, here's the thing about Metsu. I don't know why he doesn't play more. It's you know, he was like, we'll get to it, but like he was every time he gets on the court, he's an energizer bunny. You know, like he provides good energy. He he is another one of those guys that honestly, if he was on the other team and he was playing against the Kings, would light up the Kings because this guy just goes out there and plays hard. And he just and he is a bucket getter. You know, he will jack shots and, you know, like it's just too bad. We don't play him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. It is how it is. We did play... Well, well, that's moving on to the second quarter. I might as well move on to the second quarter then. Uh, so second quarter, uh, Dewan had a 3-3 starting in the first half, uh, which was kept our uh, uh, score in check, I guess you could say, uh, with you know all the Edwards and uh, Russell Freeze. But, you know, Dewa was still unstoppable. Like, it's, he was like... He was ridiculous, <laughs> really. Yeah. Uh, there was a stat that I saw where um, the Kings were the second last team in terms of bench points, which was around 30 points per game. And I, I'm gonna assume this credits to you know uh, before we got this bench unit uh, prior, because I thought um, our bench unit this time around. Uh, Actually did really well. I mean, I mean, we definitely scored above 30 points per uh, 30 points of bench units this game. I will say, like, you know, this game, yes, but honestly, except for like a few like spot games, they've actually been pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, especially during this losing streak, because like they just, you know, there are nights where like Delon just doesn't have, and he's not really a guy that puts up a lot of shots, and he's not like a great shooter. And then Terrence Davis will just jack up shots, and sometimes he makes them, sometimes he doesn't. Like, last game against the Mavs, he did. This, unfortunately, this game, not so much. And that's just kind of, the, like, the way with him. And, uh, Hall- and you know, I, I saw a tweet, like, saying Halliburton's only been playing, I think, just over 20 minutes a game, like, for the last few games. And they're just, and basically giving Luke shit for it. And rightfully so, to a certain degree. But at the same time, Homie's shooting 40% from the field in, in April and 32% from three. It's it's not been good for Halliburton. And I can kind of get why he's not playing as much because, like, honestly, there are many games where he's just not there. And, yeah, you speak of the bench scoring. Like, that's with Halliburton on the bench, by the way, or coming yeah. off the bench. It's He's not he's just not been good lately. And, you know, maybe maybe, like, he should start. Maybe he shouldn't, but, like, the reason why he's not playing as much is because, you know, defensively, he's meh for the most part, like, especially lately. And, you know, he's not really doing anything out there a lot of the time, it feels like, nowadays. <sighs> yeah, sadly. But, yeah, we, we'll we see how much he can improve uh, during the offseason. And I, I feel like uh, we, we'll see that kind of improvement from him. I, I believe in him. <laughs> Yeah, he did have nine assists this game, so there, th- that's something. But like, that's actually been somewhat rare <laughs> as of late too. So, uh, yeah. 
moving on, uh, Chris Silva actually checked in for a couple minutes, and by a couple minutes, he only really played two minutes, 27 seconds this whole game. Uh, I, I liked what uh, I saw from Chris Silva. Like He was giving screens. He was actually rolling to the rim, and he played a very good defense. Sadly, though, uh, he got two quick fouls that checked him out uh, of the game quickly, and we never saw him again. So uh, hopefully we get to see more Chris Silva in the future. Um, another person I want to mention is Damian Jones. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with him. I checked the injury report, and he's not in there. So I, I don't know why we're not playing uh, Chris Silva and Damian Jones a little more. Well, like, you know, I I hate to break it to, like, a lot of Kings fans. Like, a lot of times, like, sure, we, when we've seen him, he's been good, like, quote-unquote, but, like, he will make mistakes. And unfortunately, with Luke, he just doesn't seem to put up with guys who make, quote-unquote, make a lot of mistakes, even though he, honestly, that's better than whatever the, whatever the hell Hassan Whiteside provides us, but... That's just how it is. Like, it just seems like Luke doesn't want to play unreliable guys, like, quote-unquote, again, unreliable guys, and just wants to stick with his guy, which is, you know, uh, Metu right now and Hassan. This is how it is. I'm sorry to break it to Kings fans. Whether you think it's right or wrong, like, you know, that's up to you, but that's just how it is. Yep. Uh... Towards the, well, pretty much this whole second quarter, I gotta say. Uh, the bench unit for the Minnesota comes in, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, our perimeter defense gets a little better, but our paint defense just dropped uh, with, you know, what's his name? Naz Reed just driving the rim, Josh Okogi driving the rim, making a, a pretty easy buckets. Uh, and I could. I would also I would like to say our transition defense again kind of dipped a little, which uh, you know allowed the Timberwolves to score a lot of fast break points against us. Yeah, basically, the, I mean, the, like that's the thing about really frustrating about uh, the Kings' defense is that sure your half court defense is trash already. At least get back in transition. Like there were multiple moments where, like, I'm just watching. I'm just like, why is everyone on our on the, this side of the half court? And there's already a guy down the court. Like part of that is the bad offense, but like somebody needs to prioritize prioritize the defense a little bit more because it's, it's. I mean, how's it been this bad this entire year? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, sadly, this will probably not get fixed as easily or not not by as easily but you know it's probably we're not gonna change to be honest we have a good coaching staff mind you like rex kalamian is a good uh defensive coach and like guys like rico hines like those guys like those guys know how to like you know teach these things you know uh, from what i've heard it's just not doing it the play so this has got to be on something with the players something's just isn't working and whether you need it whether you need a new head coach to install these kinds of things i don't know but like it's what is going on like it's frustrating to watch the shit like a, a loss like this where it it is definitely a winnable game too oh definitely for sure we kept the 
Timberwolves and why close to uh, our score throughout pretty much the first few quarters, but you know, it is how it is. And yeah, that fourth quarter, which we'll get to later, kind of fell through. But uh, another thing I want to talk about finally is uh, Fox wasn't really playing too well. Uh, I don't know why, but you know, I wish he got a few more fouls uh, when the, he drives in. But you know, it is how it is. It's uh, we were talking uh, during the game, uh, during the last half, uh, saying that you know he might be a little off. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I just think it's part of it. What was it? Just wasn't his game. I don't know how many times he drove in the first half, but but in the second half, he just wouldn't drive. Like he was hesitant. Like you know, they would run this play that Corey Joseph used to run a lot with Harrison Barnes, where basically Barnes screens for the point guard and then gets a switch at the high post. And it was just so jarring for for me to watch De'Aaron run that play. And not attack, but instead give it to Harrison, who was having a good game. But, like, it's just jarring to see a guy like Fox who can get by basically anyone in the league, just not attack. And when he did attack, he would just get swallowed up by, like, you know, um, by Jaden McDaniels or Josh Okoge and even Cat. Like, I don't know if, like, the first half just kind of, like, took the spirit out of him. Because he wasn't—he also wasn't getting calls in the second half. That didn't help. But, like, I, he just didn't have it. And then, you know, he couldn't go to the mid-range game either. And it just wasn't his game. And then he was just randomly turning it over, dribbling the ball out of bounds. And that's when you really know that it just isn't his game. But if you're going to be the superstar player that everyone is praising you for, you need to be able to play through this. Play, play through this. Oh, yeah, for sure. <sighs> well... That pretty much covers most of my first half notes. Uh, I'll move this on to my host, who will go over the third. I won't go through it in like you know huge detail, but just some things that um, that stuck out to me. I'm sorry, I'm gonna shit on Buddy a lot, but Buddy opens the quarter with a, an illegal screen, and then and then he gets two back to back open threes on the same possession, misses them both from the left corner. And then I think he just like left a guy open on the on the on the other side for a score. That was how it started. It didn't get any better for Buddy for the rest of the game. Um, and as I as I mentioned, Fox was just passive and like on two separate occasions. I think well, I think on one occasion he got locked up by like Jane McDaniels of all people, and then another one like he drove and just got chased down, blocked by Josh Kogi. Just didn't have it this game and. Spacing was quite atrocious. There was always a guy in the paint for some reason, and I—I I mean, I haven't—I would have to look at the tape to like see what happened, but like it just seemed like the defense did a good job on keying in on Fox and just not letting him get to the rim easily. Oh yeah, that's that's kind of unusual to see Fox play passive because I believe like in the first half and the fourth quarter, which we'll go over. Um, he played pretty, you know, he played like, you know, how he usually should. It's just that he wasn't making his usual shots from the mid-range or even uh, not hitting shots within the paint. 
And unfortunately, this team is very much reliant, especially when he's on the court. De'Aaron needs to create a lot. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. And if he's not attacking, good things are not going to happen. And like the and like the times that I saw the team actually get going is actually when he was off the floor because, boy, he looked like a zombie walking out there at times. Like just on deep, specifically on defense as well. Like when he's off ball, you see him just standing up, you know, standing straight up, essentially just like not real, like just looking relaxed, looking like he's not into the game all that much. It just, it, just, it just was a bad look. And again, just wasn't his game. I'm not going to take too much into it or, te- you know, blow it out of proportion. But, like, if he's going to be the leader for this team, he needs to be better. You can't have games like this where you just completely take yourself out of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bright spot, you know, two bright spots uh, for, for the Kings this quarter. Harrison Barnes was really good. De'Aaron wasn't attacking much, but, like, f- you know, Harrison kind of actually made up for it. Like, he was attacking the rim, he was getting buckets, and and he was also, you know, setting up his teammates uh, for dunks, and even set up Hassan for, like, a dunk or two, and one where he just lost the ball. But, <laughs> like, you know, Harrison was attacking really well. He was basically the best Kings player out there. And then the bench unit checked in. They had a bit of a slow start, but, like, they got things going. And like they would, they got stops and just got out in transition. A lot of met to dunks in transition, and it really like changed the momentum in favor of the Kings. Uh, kind of towards the end of the quarter, and during this during this stretch, the Timberwolves. I don't know what the hell was going on with them. They just had so many turnovers during this quarter, during this quarter, and during that stretch where the Kings kind of, you know, took the lead. And yeah, the the it just kind of so. Here's the here's the stat for the Timberwolves. Timberwolves ended up with 18 turnovers, the Kings 10. But like they somehow won this game going away, which is indictment on the Kings. But uh, like they would just they would just basically just randomly throw the ball away or like out of bounds or like to to the Kings or not pay attention to the guy behind them and get the ball poked away. It was pretty bad for for the Wolves. Uh, from the wolf side for a bit. And uh, yeah, the Kings got back into it and they were able to lead 103-99 by the end of the quarter. Um, moving into the fourth, Barnes continues to be good. He hit actually t- two back-to-back threes to take the lead back early. But unfortunately, that momentum un- just kind of screeched to a halt as soon as like De'Aaron checked in. Sorry to br- bring that on him, but like again, he came back in, still didn't have it. And just like was hesitant to attack, wind the clock down, and just pass it to somebody for a bad shot, or just he just did not have it. And yeah, basically the starters like check back in, like and unfortunately just squander everything that the bench unit had done up to that point. Like they weren't playing with good energy, and they had pretty bad defense. And there was a long stretch where basically we play small ball against Cat with Mo Harkless or Harrison Barnes on him. And unfortunately, Cat is too damn big for either one of them. And Luke even tried to solve that by putting Hassan back in, but Hassan is just too slow for him, even though he's big enough to guard him. And Cat just went off, and the Kings could not get anything going. Uh, and down the stretch, and the, the Kings lose 134 to 120. It was a pretty ugly loss. <sighs> yeah, I I remember like there was a 
uh, bad buddy shots, of course, uh, going into the fourth. Um, but yeah, pretty much this whole fourth quarter was just the cat quarter. Uh, him was just getting the good passes to his teammates. Uh, he had a, a couple threes. He even just went into the basket real easily because we had no one to guard him, really. But it's just, yeah, we, we couldn't even answer back at all, in, in my opinion. Yeah, unfortunately, like, when you don't have Rashad out there to guard him, like, I'm not even sure if Rashad would even do that much of a better job, but, like, at least that gives you another body to, like, put on Cat just to kind of give him a different look. But, yeah, that, that's, that was just how this game went. Like, you know, we couldn't stop Cat, and then we went on a cold streak. And, again, I hate to bring back to him, but, like, De'Aaron just couldn't get things going. And, of course, Buddy, like, just, like... He he got buddy shots off, but like he just was not making it this game. Like to, I, as much as I talk about it, wasn't De'Aaron's game, wasn't Buddy's game in the second half either. Just missed open shots, and that's the big issue with him this year. And unfortunately, just snowballed into another loss. And uh, yeah, that's two and O oh against the or O oh and two against the Wolves this year. And the Kings got to bring that energy. Like there's only so much the coaching staff can do. Like. Kingsford is calling for Luke's head now. I mean, there's there's barely there's less than 20 games left. There's no point in firing him, firing him now. Like, but like, what is what is firing him gonna solve? Like, is uh, like I I don't see anything like good happening off of it. Like at least at least for the rest of the season. Maybe well next year we'll I think we'll need a new head coach. I'm leaning towards that boat now. But at this point, like, what? Like, is it is it really his, I guess, responsibility to make sure the players are going to play hard every night? Like, at some point, it's got to go back to the players. Like, why are you guys coming out so flat? Do you actually, like, as grown-ass adults at this point, I know a lot of them are, like, 19, 20, but you, but you grown. And, like, do you need other grown men to tell you to play hard? You can't motivate yourself now? Like you guys are professional basketball players. You cannot come out looking like shit. Like, or you can't look, play like shit like this and you know, not expect like painful losses and just ugly losses like this. Yeah, sadly, this is a growing culture that we have in Sacramento, where, or ever since I would say, um, what's his name left? Ever since. Jumper. Yeah, Amon Shumper left. Like, and that was over what a year or a season and a half ago. Three years ago, actually. Now. Really? Gee. Well, it technically like two and a half seasons or two seasons ago, because you know coronavirus last year. But like, yeah, it's uh, been three seasons. Yeah, like I felt like ever since him leaving, we just kept this like laid-back culture, I I guess you could say, where it's just how we're seeing the Kings right now. Like it, This is pretty much the end product of what uh, has happened to us. Yeah, and the, like, you know, a few years ago, Jason Jones talks about this a lot, but like, you know, the King... The, Vlade and Vivek went on this weird, um, weird cult character matters crusade where they wanted nice guys, high quote unquote high character guys in the locker room, 
and like that one of the reasons why they fired Dave Yeager is because he kept yelling at the at the young guys, and the young guys didn't like that, and that's one of the reason one of the reasons why we fired Dave Yeager. There was a myriad of other reasons, of course, but like you know the they wanted to essentially kind of like make this a friendly, more kind of I guess chill culture, laid back culture. And unfortunately, it just hasn't worked. You, the The issue is we you need dogs like. And last year we found that guy in Ken Bazemore, but we didn't bring him back. And like we found guys like that in Alex Len, but they, we didn't bring him back. So I'm really like counting on the Kings to, for the love of God, bring back Mo Harkless and probably Terrence Davis as well, just because those are your dogs right now. And like these guys are the kind of the, those guys who will not back down and bring an attitude about them. Like, it's somebody in the locker room needs to do that. Whether or not that's Tyrese maybe next year, because, like, as a rookie, you really can't be that guy. Like, you know, it is a growing culture, and I hope they pick the right options this uh, this upcoming offseason. Oh, yeah, we shall see. I mean, yeah, I really would like those two back. And, you know, I wonder if Iman will be available to come back. Well, the thing is, like, if the guy's only sent, well, I mean, it it depends, but like, you know, I think the top still needs to still needs a change. And by the top, I mean Fox. Fox needs to change his mentality somehow because, like, the the dog on the team has to has to play a big role on the team. If Iman comes back that tomorrow, he's gonna be a guy sitting on the bench, and he's not really gonna play. So like. I mean, do you, I mean, as a player, do you take him all that seriously? I mean, like, you know, like he he need, he's a complimentary piece, and mm-hmm. but like that dog attitude, that fire, that you know, the guy that holds everyone accountable needs to come from the top first. Like, you know, he, you know, I, I always like clamor for like a guy like Jared Dudley, for example, but because he's done so well in Brooklyn and uh, the Lakers. Like you know, Brooklyn already had a set culture, and and you know the Lakers have LeBron, who is a culture all on his own, and a guy like Jared Dudley is as a great complementary piece in that way. You know, you know, I, I'm just saying, like the the, the top the, something needs to you know this has to start with Fox, and you know whether or not it's Halliburton next year as well, we'll have to see. But you know, we need we need those dogs. And we can't have pathetic losses like this where like Fox just looks dejected. You can't be that guy. You have to you have to be the you have to be the guy that takes twenty shots. I know he went five for nineteen this game. But like, you know, it's a it was a it was a deflating five sorry, five for seventeen. Like it was a deflating five for seventeen. It just felt like you checked out the game. You can't have that if you're the star player of this team. Yep, well, Let's hope by the offseason his mindset will change and hopefully we'll see a rejuvenated uh, team by next season because uh, yeah, this, uh, this culture ain't it. And hey, the, for the guys on the Tankathon, you know, congratulations. We lost the game, so yeah, we get closer to having better lottery odds that might amount to something, you know. Yeah, so there's that. You know, just always look on the bright side. And uh, yeah, this is only the first of the sec of the back-to-back against Minnesota. Hopefully, this does not get any worse next game. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that game goes. 
Okay, second Timberwolves game. Uh, good news this time around. Um, Kings actually win uh, by I think it's oh god damn it I don't have I don't have it pulled up but we do end up winning the game and uh, yeah it's good to finally see a win isn't it? Oh yeah so yeah they won by three points so it was one twenty five to one twenty eight. Uh, to be honest I I didn't expect us to pull back so uh, so highly in my opinion. Yeah, so the stat that I have here was that we were down 10 with 528 to go. And I mean, I'm, I was there with you. Like, I was ready to come, come out here or come on this pod and just be angry and just be very kind of chippy. But mm-hmm. luckily, we did end up winning with some timely threes at the end. But we will go through quickly the play-by-play. So why don't you start us uh, with the first quarter? So pretty much the first quarter we started Whiteside as usual uh, to guard Cat, but you know Cat being Cat, he's way too fast for uh, Whiteside, and Whiteside cannot really guard the perimeter well. So Cat had a uh, scored a, quite a few points over Whiteside. Uh, moving on, uh, we had a pretty decent back to uh, fourth back and forth game. Excuse me. But we did go on an 11-0 run uh, later in the quarter, which uh, helped quite a lot, I got to say. A lot a lot better, uh, how I say it, first quarter than the previous. Okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, we were able to kind of get a really good game from Buddy, like in the first ha- in the first quarter. And, you know, he came out firing. It seemed like he, you know, he kind of took the lessons from last game and just try and find a way to contribute or like he definitely came with a purpose with this game. Yeah. Uh, speaking about purpose, uh, Metu again came out with a purpose in this game and he really showed throughout this whole game, trying to get, you know, steals from cat and whatnot, but you know, he did get a couple calls that were, I mean, you gotta just let it go, but yeah, he really had that energy that we needed, really needed, uh, during those, uh, you know, times. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, so he'll make mistakes every now and then, you can kind of tell, like, you know, he still needs some experience in terms of, like, making kind of dumb mistakes, but, like, I, I mean, he uh, completely counteracts that by just providing the, like, the team with just relentless energy on both ends, like, you know, on offense, he's he's gonna like always look for the lob from Tyrese and like look for a pass from Tyrese or like someone else, good hands like to catch the passes. And then on defense, like he's going after the ball. There are so many plays, although they're mostly goaltends, but like he smacks the shit out of the ball on a lot of these blocks. And the Kings need that type of energy. Yes, we do. Uh, sadly, there was one player that. We couldn't stop at all, and his name is Nas Reed. <laughs> he went to the rim like, like we weren't even guarding him, to be honest. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing with Cat. Like, you know, he's not as you know athletically and like gifted as Cat, for example, and not as skilled. But he's that perfect kind of archetype where it's a mean dude. And he has long dreads. I've found that a lot of these dudes with long dreads, like Montrez Harrell, just have their way with the king. These, this guy plays with a level of nastiness, a level of just being mean, just being a mean dude. 
And like again, he's just he's just at that perfect size where he's too big for, you know, the bit um too big for like you know the forwards and the guards. Like Harrison Barnes didn't even have that much luck against them. And then he's a little just he's good enough to be able to get around Hassan really easily. And he he's not a guy you ever want to like you know like I guess uh key key in on like you don't want to double team him so you just he just gets his chance to eat when he's just able to kind of bully guys out of the way and just like you know feast on smaller guys it's just that perfect storm he's basically the Timberwolves version of Montrezl Harrell oh yes he is like especially with that three point shot. He did make two for free, which, yeah, really kept uh, uh, the Timberwolves in the lead for pretty much most of, I gotta say what, the first three quarters, they were in the lead for most of it. We couldn't bounce back as much. No, but, we yeah. had the we had the lead for a while. He just was kind of keeping them in it because, mm. <clears throat> but like the fact that he was able to keep them in it, like put them in way better position to be able to basically take over the game later on in the third quarter and the fourth quarters. But yeah, again, he, I mean, we got to shout him out. Had we lost this game, he would have been King. He would have Kings killer, like written all over him. Like he ended up with 24 points, second only to cat and cat had a scoring flurry towards the end. He was actually the leading scorer. Nas Reed was for most of the game, 11 for 15, just beasting and feasting on the on the kings <sighs> yep well well i do want to shout out buddy for in the first half 21 points on eight for 11 shooting i think he missed two threes or i think he missed three threes i think that those were his only misses but also four assists he's got a really nice kind of left-handed bounce pass that i've noticed to the roll man like i noticed that he does that a lot with Rashawn, and he was able to do it metsu too like he was contributing, and it was it was. I gotta shout him out. You know, I shit on him relentlessly. It's time to sh- show Buddy Love some love. Yeah, he actually took like concise shots. I gotta say, like he didn't take the over the top in the face. Let me just take this three and hope it goes in type of Buddy shots. He actually took the shots that I kind of felt more comfortable with. But you know, even if he did take those t- kind of shots we uh, like i said before uh i mean he made it in so can't we can't say much about that yeah um again i just think he lo- either just looked at the tape from yesterday and just came out with a purpose like just like he wanted it instead of like forcing the three he got to his spot and just you know play played a smart game he didn't force a lot i don't remember him forcing that much this game just gotta give him credit mm-hmm Oh, I also want to shout out Damian Jones. Like he played a lot more minutes this game. Uh, plus, like his defense really kept a lot of uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, in check, especially during the crunch time in the fourth. Which uh, I wish we saw a little more Damian Jones. Uh, you know, in previous games, but you know, this game he really showed, uh, shined. I gotta say. Remember how I just said, like, we don't have a guy that's tall enough to be able to, you know, affect Cat, and, like, Hassan is not mobile enough? Well, if you put those things together, you get Damian Jones, a guy that is tall enough and, you know, actually quick enough to be able to hold Cat to, you know, a reasonable number. And I was really confused when he didn't, when he hasn't played the last two games. Like, I mean, he's another body 
that like is big and is tall and can do things. Like Kings just need a guy like that. And Hassan just wasn't cut wasn't really cutting at this game. So it's good to see that like Luke finally kind of like stopped being stubborn and just went to another guy. Granted, Hassan wasn't playing well, which is probably why like he went to Damian Jones to see if there was anything. But yeah, it was good to see him play well and he played he made plays this game. Yep. Luckily Damian Jones played twenty two minutes. Matthew only played 13 and you know Hassan luckily it wasn't into 20 minutes so he only played 13 <laughs> yeah there we go perfect like you know you you get you get the a right amount of good Hassan before like the drop-off comes and again Damian Jones came in to save the day and I made a comment to you like I would not mind if Damian Jones was the backup center next year uh, after behind Rashawn yeah let's hope he signs a, a standard contract because he still has what a week left i think in his uh 10 day yeah so you know we'll see what we can do there and i doubt he'll like take up cap space like mm-hmm. you know so let, let's get let's give this man a contract he deserves it uh so uh before we could dive deep into the fourth quarter you know like king uh, <laughs> you could i could tell that um doug christie was kind of having was kind of like he was getting tired of the Kings of like some of their bullshit, their shenanigans of what like basically gets them out of games. Like he had a certain tone to his uh to his voice. And Kyle Draper brought up a brought up a stat. I forgot what the number was, but like Kings had I think double digit assists the first half and only four assists to start the fourth quarter. Gee, you know, wonder why we lost the lead. Like it was pretty bad. Um, so yeah, um. Getting into the fourth quarter, but yeah, again, as I mentioned, down Kings were down 10 with 5.28 to go. It just looked terrible. And then, you know, timely stops, leading to timely threes from Buddy, Tyrese, and finally and Harrison Barnes. Like, you know, he there's he's also like kind of a perfect, I wouldn't say he's a wolf's killer by any means, but he has that perfect mold where like, the young wings on the on the Timberwolves just don't know how to deal with his slow motion attacks, and is he's just tricky enough to be able to finish over Cat and those guys. So like, he's that perfect mold for the Wolves killer, and he was really good this game. Like down the stretch, he actually got a few crucial assists and crucial buckets to like kind of keep the keep the Kings afloat, and he had the crucial assist to Buddy that basically took the lead um to give to give the kings a one point lead after Mm -hmm. that um cat cat gets the ball up top drives against damian jones and damian jones is able to block his shot and kings get the rebound goes to free throws uh De'Aaron fox makes both free throws and damian jones is able to tip ricky rubio's pass to end the game yeah good good win great great to see the kings be able to bring that energy oh yeah most definitely Uh, i mean I'm hoping we keep this up, but, you know, really, in reality, I think there's no promises in that. Would you actually be angry if the Kings kind of started another winning streak? Huh? I don't know about that. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, after going through the season, it's like, I don't mind if they went on a streak and with the huge losing streaks. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough. I, I, I would want to say this is at least try. 
And if we get close and lose a game, or at least tried and lose and we lost a game, I think I'm fine with that more than just poor basketball plays. Yeah, like I I don't know how it would feel to be honest. Like look let, let, let's let's be honest. Wins are wins. Wins are always good. But then I'm just gonna have to think like, why were there two separate nine game losing streaks? And yeah, uh, yeah I don't know how I would think, but I think I would like the wins. But it does it just make me want. It just leaves me wanting more. And I want the Kings to be able to finish strong throughout the season. So you know I'll always root for wins and. We'll see how it goes, but yeah. Uh, Kings do play the Warriors next. Uh, they, they do have a guy named Steph Curry who is on an all-time run right now, so expect expect him to drop 60. <laughs> so <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't have that much hope for that game. That is, uh, like, I mean, who, who are we going to put on Steph? I mean, we, I know who we're going to put on Steph. I don't think it's going to matter. I think he's just going to drop threes on us. Like, you know, it's going to be raining threes. Yeah, it's just gonna be a Quay like a Quay Thompson game. Well, back in what twenty was it twenty fifteen? Twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think twenty fifteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll probably feel like that, but we we'll see. I mean, I mean his team's kind of I don't know. Yeah. So he he's probably gonna carry most of the weight. I mean, look, like you you say that, but he's been doing that against every other team now. Like every team tries to double the shit out of him, triple team him, like quadruple team him, and he's still able to drop threes on them. Like he he just finds a, the the all time greats find a way, and he has found a way. And I have no doubt he's not gonna have any issue finding open threes against the Kings. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah, so we shall see what happens on Sunday night. Uh, same time, uh, we'll be coming back to you, hopefully. Well, actually, it's a back-to-back. So Sunday against Golden State, and then Monday we face Dallas again. Uh, Luka, Luka Man comes to town, and yeah, so we'll probably come out with an episode on Tuesday, hopefully. But no promises, because that's a, you know, we, we do have, you know, real life going on. So we do have hobbies and uh, actual matters that we need to tend to so no guarantees that we get out an episode before wednesday which is against the jazz that is a fucking gauntlet of games uh so yeah we'll hopefully see you guys later on um next week and maybe we'll come out with an episode some sort of episode in between you know just to keep i guess to keep everything fresh yeah well we shall see all right well we'll see you guys later Thank you.